Duck Creek Technologies, it's Conversations on the Creek, the podcast series where we interview thought leaders about how the latest insure tech is transforming the PNC insurance industry. Whether you work in underwriting, sales and marketing, claims, or an insurer's IT department, in each episode, we uncover the insights you need to create the new standard of insurance. I'm Rob Savitsky from the Duck Creek Product Marketing Team. And I'm Peter Hers from the Duck Creek Solution Partner Team. We've got a great show for you guys today, uh, introducing Chris Cummings, Director of Product Management at Precisely, who will share his perspective on customer experience and how personalized interactive videos can enable insurers to enhance the customer experience. If you don't know Precisely, Precisely is a global leader in data integrity and customer engagement, providing a comprehensive suite of products to address PNC insurers' needs for data quality location intelligence, visualization forms automation, and analytics. You can learn more about them in our partnership with Precisely by visiting duckreet.com slash partner slash Precisely. With that all being said and out of the way, welcome, Christopher. How are you? I'm um, great. Thank you. So excited to be here. It's a, it's a steamy 90 degrees, uh, according to my, my watch here. Uh, so we're on the, the east coast of the U.S. And, and one of your previous guests uh, had some good uh, duck trivia. Uh, so I thought I'd continue that today. Uh, oh yeah, sure. You, let's, uh, yeah. let's, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> so d- did you know, uh, ducks have a high body temperature of 106 to 108 uh, degrees Fahrenheit. Uh, so like 42 Celsius and that the higher core temperature helps them survive during colder months, but it can be a problem in the, the uh, summertime. Uh, so they need plenty of shade water and well vented areas. So, FYI. <laughs> wow. No, I did not know that either. And this is this is amazing. I feel like our guests keep educating us about uh, ducks. <laughs> I need to get in with the science a bit more, but highly recommend our listeners check out that episode Peter and I did with Compex back in February. Um, it, was, uh, it was a really interesting one, totally different topic. And, but uh, anyways, let's uh, let's get into it today. Peter, Agreed. if you want to kick things off. Agreed, and I think we're going to have to keep these duck anecdotes going forward uh, and make this a trend uh, in, in our podcast series. So welcome, Chris. Thanks for joining us today. Definitely appreciate your support and uh, also the great partnership that we've enjoyed with Precisely over the years. So um, let's jump right into it. Precisely recently conducted a survey of both customer experience and data-focused executives about the top challenges they face in their CX strategies and how they're working to overcome them. Can you talk about some of the key takeaways from that survey and how do you see them being applied to PNC insurers? Right, so, so uh, we interviewed uh, 100 global customer experience leaders. So this is precisely working with uh, Carinium Global Intelligence. Uh, so these are organizations with annual revenues of at least hundred million uh, and it's across insurance, financial services, utilities. And the, the goal was really to understand what are their strategies and what do their journeys look like in trying to leverage data to create you know, real-time uh, CX, real-time uh, customer experiences. And, and what we found, what they reported is that 56% of organizations say that siloed, uncoordinated communications are preventing their enterprises from delivering the kinds of seamless digital customer experiences that, that they're brands kind of promise and that customers are expecting. And one of the reasons for that is data accessibility. So 48% of respondents said that data accessibility is 
one of the number one factors that hampers their ability to provide these data-driven customer experiences. So basically the, the data exists. It's somewhere in the organization, but it's, it's locked away. It's in some silo, it's not accessible. And uh, the people who could really leverage the data, you know, the, the analysts are oftentimes you know, the farthest removed uh, from the customers. They aren't really given a, a vision for how important their work is or how it connects to the overall customer experience. Uh, if we focus specifically on PNC, I think areas where I've seen organizations struggling is really with those rising customer expectations is to be kind of legacy mindset is to think that you're really only competing against other organizations in your category. But the reality is that consumers are not behaving that way. So every interaction that we have, you know, just the three of us here, right here, you know, every experience that we have with one organization affects our expectations of the next one. And we transfer those expectations to the next category. So that means if uh, in our world today, you're not just competing with, you know, other PNC, you know, in terms of expectations, you're competing with Amazon, with Apple, with Google, you know, these companies that we interact with multiple times across the day and consumers are expecting every brand that they engage with to deliver similar experiences. And if you look at the stats around activities like, you know, how do consumers feel about their, their buying experience, right, in, in insurance, you know, 55% of buyers said it's not good. And if you look at the reasons, like they really are CX related, right? It's hard to understand the different options on a given offer. It's difficult to buy their, their issues, you know, during the, the, the purchase process. And all of those relate directly back to your ability to understand in real time what that user is trying to do and then responding correctly with, with data that you can trust to create the right engagement for that specific user in that exact moment of their need. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so um, we're, we're here, obviously, you know, to, to talk mostly about video. I liked a couple of things that you were talking about with the data and that being locked away and not utilized. Could you maybe you know, tell us a little bit more about the linkage between that data and, um, you know, what what is personalized interactive video and how does it impact insurers? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Video as as a channel is definitely as an engagement channel with customers is definitely evolved and, and it continues to evolve. Um, so I think so I'll start with the technical evolution, maybe in a moment, but but to understand kind of and just set the context for why video at all, right? There are so many different ways to communicate information. So why is it that video is emerging as this really powerful channel uh, for business success? And the, the, root, the reason for that is really rooted in biology. Uh, so our, our brains are able to process images 60,000 times faster than they do text. And uh, you know, other insights around kind of brain activity, you know, 90% of all the data that our brains process is actually visual. So you know, if you've ever ever wondered why, like, why do people like waste so much time on TikTok, like rather than reading a book, right? Like that's basically the reason why it's 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 how we're wired. Um, in terms of a kind of technical evolution for video, you know, so stage one was really YouTube, right? So traditional. Online video, you know, it's great for 
for mass communication. You know, you search for a topic, you make your selection, and then everyone who lands on that same video sees the exact same thing. Yeah, the commercials might be different, but in terms of kind of the video content, yes, yeah, it's, it's the same thing. In a personalized video, you know, aspects of that video are custom to each of us as individual viewers. So, yeah, if, if you know each of us receive a video, you know, mine might say "Hi, Chris" in the first scene versus "Hi, Rob" or "Hi, Peter," and then some of the content may also be data driven, but for the most part, it's going to be the same content. So, uh, to give a, a couple of examples, maybe so, say we all purchased uh, pet insurance. Right, so we all get the same basic video experience, um, and uh, if it's personalized, it would be taken to a, a new level, right? Where it's okay, hi to each one of us. But if it's interactive video, so personalized interactive video, we're actually being transformed here from an experience where we're passive viewers into participants. So now each of us is charting our own unique journey through that video. So it becomes uh, a data-driven two-way dialogue that specifically addresses what each individual uh, customer uh, is looking for and their specific needs. So if, if we kind of go back to that pet insurance example, you know, the video experience acknowledges more than just the fact that I have insurance for my dog. It acknowledges that I have three dogs and then it gives me options specific to those dogs based on their characteristics. Uh, so do we have older dogs where we're concerned about illness? You know, that's going to provide a certain selection of versus maybe there are puppies, uh, which tend to get in trouble by chewing things or, or chasing bees in the backyard. Uh, so that provides a different set of options. Or maybe it's a combination. You know, I have three dogs uh, and it's a mix of these things. So again, like all of those factors are involved now in the experience and the video leaves it up to me as a participant to decide which options I actually want to pursue. And then uh, as I'm making those selections, the video experience itself changes in real time uh, as I make those decisions or I provide other information. In a, uh, in a claims sort of scenario, so that's kind of one, but if we look at maybe claims, um, you know, so something like that is, is a very sensitive time, right? So uh, emotions are heightened. You know, say you just got into an accident, you're feeling anxious, you're upset, you're confused about maybe what you need to do next. So you file the claim, you're, you're expecting you're going to get some kind of payment, but the terminology is confusing, you know, maybe the, the process is unclear. Uh, so you end up calling the call center and you don't do that just once, you do it you know, twice or you do it every time you get confused. As a business, you want to, you want the reps to be there, right? You want to help the customer feel better. You want to reduce their anxiety, but all these calls are expensive and they add up, right? So not just that one individual, but that times, you know, X number of other people in the same situation. Uh, so one area where we've seen personalized interactive video really excelling is actually in that claims process. So the, the video there, you know, it's, it's personalized, it's, it's tied into data. And basically the video can hold the customer's hand and educate them on the process, keep them updated in real time on the, the current status of the claim, right? So they don't have to, to call in about that. Uh, it can outline outstanding actions and, and even provide insights on what's likely to happen next. Uh, so this, this one 
personalized interactive video experience can can automatically adapt its contents as the customer takes certain actions or as the claim status changes. So it's it's really powerful and and drives real results. Uh, so that right. that that kind of claims experience. Uh, uh, just to give you one kind of like anecdote. So one of our insurance clients followed that kind of outline that I just you know provided. So the the video is integrated via API with the claims uh, system. The video walks the, the customer through the process, and it also provides some tips uh, based on the type of claim. And the results, yeah, they were over the moon uh, in terms of, of what they saw as a result. So 15% of viewers actually updated their contact information because of the video. Uh, which, you know, in the claims situation, you guys know so many problems are caused by that information being out of date. Um, the average customer feedback rating on the experience was five stars. So in terms of, of brand loyalty and, you know, standing apart from the crowd, you know, this interactive personalized video experience was a real strong strategic asset to them. And uh, even just kind of anecdotally, so customers said things like, you know, so there was an uh, open kind of uh, text response area within the video, so you can type in feedback. And uh, one of them said, this video made everything really easy to understand, right? So I'm, I'm thankful to you as, a, as an organization, basically, for, for investing in this. So yeah, they, they're really happy with those results. Nice. No, that's awesome. So I'm, I'm getting really, you know, the personalized part is the, the hey, Rob, hey, Peter, hey, Chris, and pulling that data, knowing those things about you. And then from there, it's like more of kind of a choose your own adventure, presenting options in front of you right. for, you know, click here to get your claims number, click here to see, you know, what are the next steps in the claim and so forth. And so, yeah, no, I think that's, that's great and, and awesome, especially, you know, just given, like you were saying before about, uh, you know, claims and complexity and in personal lines and, you know, consumers not having that fine understanding necessarily of all the details of their policy. Um, but obviously claims are just one part of the customer life cycle. And I would love to dig in a little bit more about how you see personalized interactive video applying to some other use cases in the journey. So, um, you, you know, not to keep on bringing up surveys, we all love our doing our surveys. We as a Greek <laughs> did our own uh, global consumer insurance survey of over 2000 insurance consumers. And one of the things we found was that outside of filing a claim, 32% of consumers never heard from their insurance provider on an annual basis. We also found that 14% of consumers never received a renewal reminder from their insurer. And so I'm wondering, Chris, from your perspective, you know, how might insurers incorporate video into renewals, into, you know, other use cases outside of claims? Sure. Yeah. No, those are kind of sobering, <laughs> sobering stats. But so I'd say in insurance, you know, there are definitely lots of opportunities. So it's kind of picking the right ones, you know, so servicing, upselling, retention, uh, you've got agent or, or broker communications too, plan comparisons and group benefits. You know, there, there are lots of different use cases. I think if we just focus maybe specific to renewals, because that's a really interesting one. Uh, so personalized interactive videos definitely been effective in terms of communicating with customers before their renewals. Uh, so I'd say that timing is, is a key aspect of this, you know, so sending it, you know, in advance of not you know, as you know, as it's actually uh, about to renew, and the through line in the most successful engagements I've seen 
you have then the experiences that that in the you know each in their own way so kind of as appropriate to the brand basically educate first so that the customer has a a really clear idea of the value of the coverage that they have and then provides you know some options to understand some other related coverage that they might want to consider uh, so those kinds of video experiences uh, have been incredibly successful and, and we've seen uh, increases in customer retention directly tied to these videos and not just kind of like the yeah, half a percent or you know, 1% or something, which I mean, could be meaningful enough given kind of the, the nature of the, uh, the beast, but, but actually double digits, you know, 12% increase in retention among customers who engage these kinds of video experiences. Um, and, and there's been movement in other uh, kind of success, me success metrics too. Um, yeah, so to that. On those on those success oh, yeah. metrics, Chris. I mean, what what metrics should insurers be tracking to quantify the impact of these videos on CX? I mean, um, you've been talked about claims and policy, but what any specific metrics? Yes, yeah. Uh, so I'll, I'll say ones to stay kind of wary of, and then ones to actually pay attention to, because uh, it can get confusing. So I'd say uh, the most successful personalized interactive video experiences have clear business objectives and the key metrics should connect to those. And I say that and it may sound like, well, no kidding. And yet I have seen lots of experiences where that wasn't the case because uh, there, there are vanity metrics that can look really impressive and, and maybe they do indicate something, you know, but they aren't going to necessarily move the, the needle. Uh, so like total video plays, you know, total time viewed. I mean, there's something there, but that's, and I don't think that's really kind of what you're what you're getting at, right. right? The most meaningful metrics are really going to be connected to the points of the video. So if you're trying to drive digital adoption, for example, you want to track how many customers actually clicked from the video to go register for self-service. Or if it's a renewals video or, or an upsell experience, right? How many customers registered that intent in the video and then subsequently followed through with that yeah, kind of intent to purchase. Yeah, it's, it really depends on, on the reason for the video. Yeah. Okay. Um, I get it. And if someone was interested, I mean, at a 30,000 foot level, what would be the process for creating and producing personalized videos? And, and can right. you talk, you know, a little bit about how long does it take to create these type of tailored videos too? Okay, sure. Yeah. Uh, so, so we basically, so we recommend a, a three-step approach of discovery design and production and then iterating on that. So in the kind of discovery phase, it's all about defining the business objectives, you know, uh, the use cases like we've been talking about, you know, what are the measurements for success and getting really clear around that. In the design phase, you know, so based on the use case, you know, that's where we're looking at your data. Uh, so that's the foundation of your experience and defining the story that you wanna tell uh, using that data. And then in the production phase, you know, that's where data is being married to the different assets, you know, so video images, voiceovers, music, um, you know, all the, the elements that basically make up the, the, the experience. From the kind of precisely perspective, we can be as hands-on or as hands-off as you want. Uh, so we support a really agile and, and flexible approach here. So we've got, you know, on one end of the spectrum, we've got uh, self-service options, you know, so you're, uh, your average business uh, user can rapidly design and, and deploy you know, a short form, personalized interactive video experience. You know, it's branded for your organization. You, know, you can 
test, learn quickly, you know, no great technical skills are required. Uh, and then all the way on the other side, we've got, you know, the more strategic, much more complex sort of use cases. Uh, so if you think of dynamic objects or scene selections, um, you know, advanced business rules, you know, in that case, uh, really, it would be the, the creative agency uh, or our professional services team or a combination of those uh, working on the, the production, the implementation and optimizing the, the project over the time. So, so there's a lot of uh, flexibility in, in the system. Thank you. Great answer. Sounds like you've done this once or twice before. <laughs> That's true. I, I, I love video. <laughs> Makes sense. So, so Chris, as we get closer to wrapping up here, um, you know, want to want you to be a little bit forward looking. I know you talked about the evolution of video, um, the likes of, uh, you know, TikTok, uh, a platform, which I cannot say I am a user of, maybe I'm dating myself here on this podcast today. But uh, yeah, we'd love to get your thoughts. You know, are these platforms, especially as we look at younger demographics, um, how do we see that shift in video impacting how insurers can use video and other interactive formats in the future throughout the customer journey to really personalize experiences? Yeah, so, so part of me wants to say, you know, metaverse. Let's go, let's say five right. years out yeah. from now, just to clarify. Yeah, <laughs> okay, yeah, that, that, that's good. Uh, uh, kind of center the boundaries on it, so I think, Within the five-year period, I think realistically, you know, the biggest change that we're going to see is, I think, a shift in how insurers actually view and treat the data. That I think is going to be the the biggest change. You know, so what I see people coming to grips with right now is this reality that you know, having this siloed data or or disconnected data, you know, moving forward, that kind of cracked foundation is actually gonna be a real disadvantage to them, right? So kind of a shift in mind from, yeah, this is just kind of a, yeah, we've got all these systems, they're disconnected, yeah, it's not our fault, or yeah, it's not a priority, moving to like, actually, you know what? This is a strategic priority now that we need to address this because it's the key to everything else. Uh, so as, as the insurers start to prioritize and, and make that relevant data you know, available in, in safe, secure ways uh, and make that data available to digital applications like personalized interactive video. That's what's really gonna drive the engagement between the insurers and the customers. And there, there are gonna be technical challenges, but really I think it's the mindset. So the mindset and the culture are gonna be the, the key things that need to, to change. But the technology you know, evolves very quickly, like every day. Like we're releasing you know, just us, we're releasing new new advances every day, but it's the minds, I think, especially in, in heavily regulated industries take a lot longer to change and are a lot more difficult to change. So in my crystal ball, that's, that's kind of what I see. Got it. Yeah. Well, it'll be exciting to see how that all plays out. Um, so yeah, before we finish up here, anything else you'd like to add, Chris? Oh, yeah. Uh, so thanks. Thanks, Rob. Thanks, uh, Peter. It's great speaking with you guys today. You know, we're very excited to be partners and and I'll say that the best is yet to come. Awesome. Good awesome. Stuff. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Chris. And thank you all for tuning in today. Before we conclude today's episode, I'd like to reiterate that at Duck Creek, we have seven integrations between Precisely and Duck Creek, all located in the Duck Creek Content Exchange. We also have a forthcoming integration coming soon that will enable insurers to leverage precisely engage one directly inside of Duck Reclaims to quickly and easily create and send personalized greetings to customers 
To learn more about our integrations with Precisely, visit duckreef.com slash partner slash Precisely. Finally, if you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to check out all of our other episodes and subscribe to Conversations on the Creek on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and duckcreek.com. Until then, we'll see you all in the next episode.